I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys? It's your host Jamie Messina and we have another awesome show. I know I always say that, but it's true. This week we have Kirby and Ember. I know those of you who are on TikTok know who they are, and they're here to talk about what it's like coming out later in life, what it's like having a long-distance relationship, navigating um, husbands and kids and things like that, and we get all into that today. But first, if you haven't hit subscribe yet, please go ahead and do that. And if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that you hear, please consider going over and leaving a five-star review so that I can reach my goal of rippling out to at least a million people. And the way we do that is by getting this podcast in their ears. And when you leave a review, that helps us do that. So thank you there. Also, just want to let you know coming up on August 10th, we, I'm having a free webinar about something called the success loop. So I know all of us have been here, I know I've been here, where life all of a sudden just fucking knocks you down, right? Throws something in your way. You have an obstacle, you have a setback, you have a roadblock, you have, I don't know, crash and burn, right? What do you do when that happens? Do you retreat, hide in a hole, and let it happen and and just never come out? Or you pivot, adapt, and shift in the way that you need to to move forward so that you can still obtain the life that you want to have? That's what we're going to talk about on the webinar. So if that's something you're interested in, Um, I will leave a link on how to register, but right now it's not up. So I'm going to go back and edit that later and put that in. So hopefully by the time you're hearing this, it's there. Um, But let's just get to it. I know I talked too much already. Let's hear from Kirby and Ember. All right. I have here with me Kirby and Ember. That sounds like a famous, (laughs) like definitely like a famous couple name um thank you for coming on i i know that uh the group our facebook group is super excited to hear from you uh when kirby joined the group everyone was like in the chat like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i I know and i'm not i'm not on facebook i'm not active on facebook i literally have it for work purposes and um and then got added to that by a friend that recommended Um, I check it out because I was, I was like really struggling at a time where I was making all these connections on TikTok, but not any in real life, like everyday situations. I didn't feel like I had like a local community of people. So a friend of mine said like, Hey, do you know about Lily's club or club Lily's? Right. That's what it's called. My bad club, club Lily's. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I didn't. And, and so she added me and then I've, I've dipped in a few times and I, I love seeing everybody kind of lift each other up and um, whether you're just hyping somebody up and, and making sure they feel good um, about themselves or uh, just like mental support and all of it. I think it's a really good group. So I commend you for taking the lead and charging that and keeping it going. 
Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ember? Are you in the group? I'm not. I don't have Facebook anymore. I got rid of it. So I would be. If I know I it's an old lady but... thing. <laughs> it just got younger, to the point right? where, like, there's just, yes. like, so many so many family members on there that I was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> I know uh, yeah. Facebook's definitely an uh, old lady thing. So how old are you, Ember? 31. All right. How, how old are you, Kirby? Uh, 42. I'll be 43 this year. Okay. So you're kind of like me. Yeah, how old, how old are you? Uh, I 41. Okay. Yeah, but um, how did, okay, so I'm just going to jump right in here. I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> First, I know a lot of people listening, like from Club Lilies, you were saying you were like, oh, you know, I was like, did you mean you were like looking for friends and stuff and you didn't know what to do or? Yeah, I was looking for, um, I had made a TikTok um, kind of talking about, looking you know looking for people like that I could drive to or be you know just not take a flight to go see now I will take a flight any time of the day to go see Ember but just like feeling like I have some friends and not so tethered to my phone like I feel like I've I've got a really strong community on TikTok and I've made a lot of friends but like it's through my phone and I need real life experiences and so I was looking for a community and so I noticed like you had it broken out by region. And so it was like a Midwest group um, where people are just like talking about meetups and different things. So every now and then like I'll see messages come through and kind of check to see what's going on. Yeah. So a lot of people, that's one of the things when, if you are late in life or, um, and I don't know that term anymore. It just, it is what it's like, but they're afraid that they won't meet friends or anything like that. But TikTok seems to be where it's at for the most part. Um, Club Lily. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like coming out late in life, it's interesting because you um, you tend to start to pull away from a lot of the, um, like your straight friends. Yeah. Because you're, I, I feel like you're really looking for, um, you know, a, a person it's like when you all of a sudden start like for me like I want to watch all like LGBTQ plus a like I want to watch all that on Netflix or um you know Amazon Prime or whatever like I'm searching for relatable content things I can connect with and I think you get to a place when you come out late in life that you've never felt like you belonged and now you want to really strongly it's like somebody probably maybe d- discovering um religion or something and they want that conformed you know community of people to to surround yourself in and so I think it's good to have a group of people that can come together like that yeah you know that's not just a late in life thing I can remember when I finally came out at 18 um and I I had already had like six months of college and like had friends and, and friends from home and I did the same exact thing and I my friends ended up getting like really pissed at me and kind of we just parted ways because they were like why do you always have to be wanting to everything to be gay I'm like <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's like I've waited my whole life for this you know y'all mm-hmm. just waited a little longer than I did <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it really is just um it's funny because it's like I still love all my straight friends I still do but like I feel like a little isolated right now like I have a big community we have a Ember and I have a really big community but 
on TikTok, but it's all virtual, right? So it's like, like we're together and we're talking all day and we're leaning on each other, but like our circle is so small in real life. I think people think of content creators when they have a big following, like they're in front of like so many people all the time and it's pretty isolating. And, and I think that's why we make so many videos because we're alone all the time. Like when you're with people, you really don't make that many, you're not making a lot of videos when you're hanging out with people. Yeah, I get that. Um, Ember, you didn't come out late in life, did you? I just came out last year. I oh. came out at 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you did yep. kind of, I mean, there's a difference in opinion on what late in life means. Like it just depends on the person, you know what I mean? Um, where are you from? I'm currently in Colorado, originally from Texas. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And so did y'all meet on TikTok? We did. We did. Who slid into whose DMs? Ember <laughs> <laughs> <She> slid, <laughs> slid into my DMs. Oh. Right away. Uh, like, but here's the thing though. I commented. So Ember was showing up in my for you page, and the content that it was showing me was very similar to how I was feeling inside and the type of content I was making. And the video was something around um, uh, attracted to women, in love with my masculinity, and married to a man. <laughs> and that was kind of like my Google search, like before I joined TikTok. Like I was trying to find somebody that was going through a similar thing. And I was like, yeah, me too. Right. So I, I commented and said, um, I'm, I'm, this is everything I've been saying. I think we should connect. It's very LinkedIn. And I say that over and over again, cause it was, it was just like the most like straightforward, not straight, but, <laughs> um, you know, like we should connect. And right away she's like, I messaged you. And it, it it was a slow, it was a slow like message. Like, you know how it goes, someone messages you on TikTok and you you check it and you're not like, go, I, don't, I don't check my TikTok DMs at Me all. Really. <laughs> so it wasn't like we were like nonstop, but it was like we, we hit each other up a few times and then from there moved it to, to regular text and, and the rest is history. <laughs> okay. So when you commented that on her TikTok, were you like, oh, she's hot? <laughs> um, you, you know, I was thing. I was I was attracted to her confidence. I was attracted to her confidence. And I think there are, you know, behind camera, there are a lot of attractive um content creators out there where it's easy to just like really get into character with your camera and be that, you know, have that ego, that big ego that you feel. And so yeah, it was very attractive. Um I kind of feel like I, I, I'm more attracted to emotion, um, for me. So it was like, I think that's what, um, not that, not that I'm not attracted to Ember. I'm very attracted to Ember, but yeah, in the beginning, um, it was, you know, just kind of feeling it out. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, go for you. And I think, I think when we first connected, it wasn't in the intent for there to be anything more than just a friendship because there was obviously an attraction on my end too, but it wasn't, I don't think we dove into it with the intentions of where it is now. Yeah, it was like, it was a slow process. And like, I had just started coming out of some like first time really experiencing like a little bit of lesbian drama. Um, so, and like that, that's new to me, you know, coming out late, like that's new for me. And so um, I was surrounded in it for a minute and 
I had like some, some trust issues of just like, I was feeling all kinds of stuff. I was thinking all kinds of things, but I did not want it to be screenshotted or saved or like passed along. And like, I don't know, like I was just so like paranoid in the beginning to like, really, I was still hiding. I was still unsure. And I had all these feelings and emotions and I wanted to say all the things I was feeling inside, but I was hesitant because, um, I didn't want, I didn't want that trace. Cause I was just like paranoid. I feel that there were a lot of boundaries put in place in the beginning of our friendship. And um, yeah, slow is a good word for it because it did progress very slowly. So we all agree. Lesbian drama is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. It's definitely a thing. Like right away. I was like, I could have a, I could have a Netflix series right here today. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I say that every day in my life. Um, yeah. So what do you say to newbies that, are experiencing lesbian drama for the first time and have you been found a way to navigate it that isn't affecting you you don't get involved yeah don't don't get involved that's that's number one like don't try to even like find a way to be even a soundboard I mean honestly because like it just it snowballs quick and the next thing you know you're in a group chat or on some like multiple phone call with like people coming out every every uh you know direction and so yeah it it can it can just escalate quick and so it's just best not to you know and and like honestly I think with content creators one thing that I fell into was it's like it's the it's the followers and the and the like what I call like the super fans that can quickly form stories based off of videos they see and I was going to different meetups and meeting all all different types of creators um, for the first time. And naturally, like you get excited to meet another content creator. You want to make you want to make a TikTok together, whether it's like a trending audio or a dance or just something goofy. And quickly, people's perception of maybe they don't like the one content creator, but they they kind of liked you. You know, I I started having people kind of come at me for you know some of the people that I would just be in a video with I'm like I just met this person for the first time and I I also found out real quick that when lesbian couples break up and then maybe date somebody else in the group or whatever I just had to say from the get-go like I don't care if you guys are together or you're broken up I I'm not going to pick one side or the other like I can't like y'all wanted me to love you both when you were together and now I'm supposed to hate each hate one of you or both of you right. you know on different calls and it's very mean girls like and it's um it's just not my vibe I don't I don't do well it gives me a lot of anxiety if I'm being honest so I kind of like really don't talk to me too many people I, I love everybody but I just I'm, I'm kind of behind the scenes yeah I don't think that's a bad thing <laughs> at all. Um, I'm just asking because I feel like it's unavoidable. I don't mm-hmm. know. Why, I don't know why. Like I've been trying to figure out why for the longest time. Why is it so dramatic in the lesbian community? Is it because we're women? Is it because or like whatever? Like, I think have- we have a lot of emotion. I think we have a lot of emotion and a lot of insecurities and jealousy and things that um, take a lot of inner work in time I think being older I've experienced a little bit more to kind of see and step back and read energy in in the room and just say like okay like think it through like this is how I'm going to approach it and 
Um, you know, I've gotten myself involved in things. I'm not perfect by any means. I've pissed people off, I'm sure, um, and made a fool of myself. Um, but I learned from it and I move forward and just try to do better, you know? Yeah, for sure. You got I think part of it too is that women just like to talk so much. Women talk so much. So mm -hmm. they hear something and then they tell everybody that they want to tell. And then that person tells everybody they want to tell. And it's a vicious and cycle. Story changes by the time it gets to each person, and then it comes back, and you're like, "Wait, what? What did I say?" <laughs> yep. Well, even with us coming out, it's interesting because not so much from the lesbian community, but from our family members. Um, you know, our our TikTok platforms are public, right? And if on my numbers in your phone and your family member, your prop chances are, and you're on TikTok, you're eventually going to get, you know. Mm -hmm you're going to see me and you're going to, or, or maybe you heard that I was already on TikTok. And it's interesting because there's a lot of gossip and talk behind our whole entire situation. And it's like, by the time it comes, it funnels down to us. We're just like, wow, is that, what? Really what, is that really what happened? Is that really like, like interesting, nope, interesting, you know, the other, this week it was already, um, you know, somebody, thought Ember and I got engaged and, you know, <laughs> felt like they should, they should know that information or whatever. And it was just like, but we, we didn't. And even if we did, and we didn't want to share it, we don't have to share it. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. I, I love the internet and hate it at the same time. I have a love hate relationship. hundred percent. love it connects people all from all over. You mean, I've met like a lot of my friends on there and then I hate it for that other reason. It's like, even if like people think they know you or they have these opinions about you. Like I've met people in real life and they like knew all about me and it wasn't any of the truth. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. how about we just have a real conversation? Um, all right. So y'all, you guys are in a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. I've been there and it's uh, hard. yeah. Tell me about it. Like what's going on there? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I I, mean, so I saw Ember last this past weekend. And before that, it was we were together for the longest. We were together 10 days. Usually we're only together about three, three nights, really, I think. Um, is it usually? Yeah, three nights. Um, yeah, three nights, four days, typically. And yeah, I'm I'm missing her like crazy. And I want to book the next flight. And <laughs> it just keeps getting like, like a, almost like an addiction where it's just like all you do is think about like I, I get like it's a love hate thing too like I, I love it so much it's I can see so many positive things about learning to love slow learning to really get to know somebody not merging your life together right away with all of the bills and responsibilities and just really making it magical and making it everything you've ever wanted because you get so excited to see each other and you really plan it out and you put a lot of effort and every minute counts. And so there's a piece of me that never wants that to go away. And then the other side of it is like, there's days where I just want to smash my phone into the wall because it's like, I'm so tethered to my phone. Everything revolves from us falling asleep at night through the whole night with it on speaker to waking up in the morning and, you know, saying good morning. And those are beautiful things, but everything is through my phone until I can see her again. And it's like, you just, there's this fine line of like, don't miss what's in front of you while you're just like, you know, like I, I got to look up sometimes too. I got to see what else is going on in my world, but I don't want to, because I want 
her in my world, but the only way I know how to have her full time is through my phone. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's like progressively gotten harder too when we first, you know, saw each other and then went a period of time where it was like four or five weeks in between that didn't feel like a super long time. And now even just one week, it's like, oh, fuck, this is, this is taking forever. And I can tell that every single visit, the time in between feels longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Well, so what do you guys have any advice for, I know a lot of times in club lilies, people will talk about long distance and know they're feeling Mm -hmm. the same way. What have you found that's worked for you? Um, yeah, go ahead, babe. I was just going to say, we do a lot of little things and we talk a lot about it on our podcast as well, where, you know, everything from like small games, like sharing photos from our past and like giving an explanation of what that photo meant to us or why it was important that we took it um, down to like last night. I mean, we know each other pretty well at this point. And even last night I was like, let's like tell each other something that we don't know what's your favorite this what's your favorite that and just I don't know to continue to feel like you're growing closer to that person even I think helps me feel closer yeah I would agree all the little things and I think a lot of it's like you try to put all these boundaries and rules and ways that either you thought should be a thing from maybe a past relationship or just advice from friends I think just just lead with your heart like if you want to text the person text the person if you want to call them call them there's times where it's like we might be texting or calling and I stop and I just say like I need to see your face like I need to make eye contact with you that's a huge thing for me if I get too comfortable just texting and just talking and I don't have that eye contact. Um, I feel really disconnected. Yeah. I yeah. Bet. We always we always joke and say that there's a healthy level of of obsession, and that that's kind of where we try to stay is obsessed in the healthiest way. I love that. I mean, lesbians <laughs> obsessed. Let's just be like, had, yeah. had either so, Kirby, did you? I feel like you just. I, I, this is my interpretation of what happened. Mm-hmm. You, you all of a sudden were gay online and then you had a girlfriend. Like, have you, have you dated other people? Like, well, no, I haven't. Um, so I was, um, uh, I was out openly out as bisexual, um, pretty much my, my whole, um, most of my life, I would say from college on. Um, and I, started I've always felt certain ways and kind of fallen in love with friends and gotten really close never never crossed the line never dated um I had like one situation with a friend um and that was while I was married to a previous man and that kind of set me back because I ended up bringing her into my marriage and fell in love with her but like couldn't have her. Mm-hmm. And so it really set me back on on my journey. And I kind of um, pulled back from everything and just tried to stay on a, a different path until that didn't work because it just keeps coming back up, keeps coming back up and you keep questioning things and feelings um, and having fantasies. And then I was curious, I was really curious about who I was um, 
right around 2020 when everything slowed down. And then from there, I just, you know, like anybody, we joined TikTok and right away the algorithm was like, you're gay, you're going over here. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. This is fun. Um, very much into this. And then it like, it was like this thing where it wasn't like I was wanting to reach out to all the, all the attractive people out there making thirst traps in this. I was like attracted to it for myself. I was like finding myself really attracted to, to like a mask energy. And I didn't know what that meant for me. And I just kept watching it and studying it over and over again and trying to figure out what it was that I was so drawn to. And the more I sat with it and like, picked it apart it was like in 2020 was when I like really started to discover like I think I'm non-binary and I think I really like masculine energy and um started being open with that to Tommy and talking through that and with that then I started making friends on TikTok and, and which all happen to be lesbians and so I started going to some meetups and meeting people and then it was real. It wasn't this behind the screen anymore. It was real. And I, for the first time, felt connected. It felt like I belonged, felt like I had found my tribe. And I was like, these people just accept me. They get me. They don't ask questions. They're not concerned with who I've been with who, or any of it. It was just like, just come here and be you and hang out and have fun. And it was just like, we became family right away over anybody else I've ever been with. I just developed these really close relationships um, tighter than when I, than, than I'm used to experiencing. And so um, with that, I started quickly realizing like all of the feelings I was having. And I was like, yeah. And, and Tommy was watching that happen the whole time. He was watching me like get gayer and gayer and gayer. And he was just like waiting for me to come out. And I was terrified because I mean, super chill super cool guy and we're best friends we're in a band together and hang out and enjoy each other's company and I didn't want to lose that but I knew I was going to if I told him I was I was like a lesbian and so it just kept coming up to the point where we started having conversations where I was like so if I was to be with a woman would you think that um would be okay for me to do and he was just like no because like you're with somebody else so like we're then we're not together and I was like so it's like it's definitely a deal breaker and I just wasn't sure about anything it was so scary and then um the more conversation the more like I just got to the place where it was like um kind of eating away at me eating away at him destroying our relationship um there's a lot of anger and a lot of feelings of me faking everything that we had and um you know all of this stuff that we had to work through and, but i i came out um you know in tandem with with ember we came out together like pretty much like side and we and, and that's and it wasn't just to come out to be together it was like we we did lock arms and we were like you jump i jump and like we're, like we're not going to be afraid we're not going to be afraid to say what we want and it was um our stories are not identical and our journeys are not identical but we have held hands the entire time of of this journey of coming out and so she's 100 my my solid ass rock that <laughs> like keeps me keeps me going every day 
I don't know if she had anything to add. I was being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty much that's pretty much how it went. And I think that that's a huge part of why we are where we are right now is because when we did first connect, um, we did have so much in common. And like I said earlier, it was just kind of a friendship where it was like, I trust this person because this unique situation that I'm in is so similar to theirs. And I feel like I can lean on this person. And yeah, I kind of almost feel like we we almost used each other as like a like a test in the beginning, for lack of a better term, because that was like our moment to say, okay, we're going to put ourselves out there in this situation that could go one way or could go another. And we're just going to take the risk and see where it goes. Um, and I mean, we see now where it went, but <laughs> it, it was, it was scary and it was exciting all at the same time. And yeah, there's no one else that I would have rather gone through it with. That's for sure. So what, what happened with like you're in Tommy's studio right now so give us yeah. the ending there <laughs> yeah so um on paper Tommy and I are still legally married and we have not talked about um divorce he is um a very important person in my life uh and and family the way I see it and um we are separated as far as like we we have no type of you know intimate relationship or um we co-parent we are in a band we make art together and and we're friends um i'm fortunate enough the house that um i bought is an old victorian house with a building attached to it hmm. so the connection is the garage and so he lives in the building which is he's a sound engineer and records bands and so um, his studio is um, where he also lives. It's um, a very large studio. So he lives in the studio. Um, I live in the house. The kids live in the house. And, um, you know, our, our youngest son is the the child we have to get that we had together. And um, he goes back and forth between houses, but he's super tight with Tommy. So a lot of the times his, his choice is he wants to stay in the studio. So he stays in the studio. So I'm, I'm learning right now to spend some time alone in the house, which is weird because it's a, it's a very large house. Um, like I said, old Victorian house. It's just a very big house. And my older boys are spending the summer with their dad. And so I'm just learning what it's like to be alone in a house, um, <laughs> which is lonely. It's very lonely, um, but it's good. It's good for me to get used to that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, people come at me all the time, like, why don't you just get divorced? Why are you still married? Or, or I mean, a lot of people love Tommy and support everything we're doing and think it's amazing. Um, and there's, there's a, you know, there's a lot of reasons and I could say, financial situations, health insurance, um, uh, just the support of each other. We still need each other. We're still raising um, our six-year-old together. And he doesn't want to, he's, he's older than I am. He is 56 and he doesn't want to miss out on, on a lot of things with our children. And I don't want him to, and I don't want to, and it just works. We have the space and we have the, um, we're very good at um, being a team, but I'm also learning that um, that I want to feel I want to feel more separated too. Like I want, I love everything that we have, but I'm learning now that like at some point, like I want I want the whole picture. You know, I want to really I don't and I don't know what that will mean for us and how we will work through that. 
and we won't know until we have to to dive into that. But I I do feel like there's a part of me that's like, um, that sometimes wants to be my complete own person. Um, and so I'm, I've been working through that. Yeah. I mean, I, I love hearing that because, you know, obviously I, I work with a lot of people who are in your situation, newly realizing their sexuality, newly out, either still living with their husbands or trying to figure that out. Um, and it's, it's refreshing when the the guy is like cool <laughs> you know what I mean you don't get that often I got pretty lucky yeah I mean well I saw a, po- a post in Club Willies the other day and it was these two girls that were dating and their husbands were in the back like <laughs> together they all live in the same property that these two, girls and their two husbands and the kids I was like okay we're making a new like you know this is the new way <laughs> well and that's the thing that's that makes exci- yeah that's the thing that's exciting is because there is no right or wrong way everybody's story looks different and you don't have to compare yourself and that's why we've been stuck in like these siloed traditions of like you know check all the boxes and like make sure you did everything they said you were supposed to do and you realize like there's so many ways to make a relationship work and one thing that I feel like I'm teaching my children is that you can change your mind. It doesn't matter how old you are um, or what you've been through in life and how many times you've loved somebody, you can always change your mind. It's okay. And it's okay to rediscover yourself and to experience new things and try new things to see who you are and keep soul searching, you know, and, and not to give up. And so, and just because a relationship ends, doesn't mean it has to end like everybody's painted this picture of like a you know a horrible divorce or really sad situation i mean chapters end relationship you know it can end but like new ones can begin and that's kind of where tommy and i took it we were just like we like this old version of us is obsolete and we need to um you know create a new a new version and and that's what we did and we're still doing it it's not like a finished it's not fully baked yet mm-hmm. we're still figuring it out mm-hmm. I love that Amber do you have kids I do I have five. Oh, five kids <laughs> oh my yeah, god I got five five boys okay that's a <laughs> lot of kids y'all have <laughs> oh, yeah. um so do you live with, uh, did you have an ex-husband or? Yep. Um, so I'm currently divorcing, going through a divorce with my ex-husband. Um, I do still currently live with him for the time being. That will not be a permanent situation. Um, but it's okay for now. We're co-parenting. We're friends. It's civil. Um, it didn't work out exactly how I thought it was going to, if I'm being honest. And there were definitely things in the beginning that, were said and um, misunderstood, you know, where um, I felt safer doing certain things and then found out later that probably wasn't communicated the right way in the beginning and maybe should have like taken a step back and really tried to uh, have more talks first. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm rolling with the punches and figuring it out as I go. Yeah, that's all we can do. Fuck it up and figure it out, right? Yeah, I think think a lot of people who come out late in life or finally open up to, you know, 
naturally their husband, when women open up to their husband and say, Hey, you know, I've liked women. I've always liked women, but now I like feel like I need to experience that or see what that means for me even more. Um, I think some people are like, okay, with like a hall pass, but they really, um, think that you'll come back or some people are okay or, or have high hopes of it benefiting them. Some men hope that, it, you know, that's how my ex was. It was all about benefiting him. And if he was involved, it was okay. If he wasn't involved, it wasn't okay kind of situation. But also I think for whatever reason, a lot of, a lot of men are not threatened by women or they used to not be, they, they used to not, they were just Oh, it's just one of, you know, your girlfriend, whatever you, you girls go have fun, do what <laughs> girls do, have your pillow fights, you know, and they don't realize the realness mm-hmm. and like a level of emotion and connection that will like a man will never hold a candle to that. And I'm not like hating. I'm just, I'm being real. Like men and women come from two different planets. And mm-hmm. when you can really start to connect with a woman on a very deep level and have a love be mixed in lust and all of it be mixed in and intertwined with that it's fucking powerful that shit is powerful and nothing will compare to it i'm sorry i have to laugh because people you know women will come to me for coaching and they'll be like yeah so he's like he's fine he's good he's fine with it he just you know and i'm thinking okay he's fine now Till you meet this person that fucking lights you up and does something to you like in a way like that you never behaved with him and he realized right. that and then he's going to be fucking shitting his pants so until we cross like i just know what's to come when they're in that space and it never mm-hmm. plays out any other way they they yeah. they don't feel threatened because i don't think that guys are like whatever it's not you know and then they realize oh shit yep. <laughs> what do yep. i do now? well and that's that's exactly what happened in my situation. And there was even a moment that my ex-husband told me, yeah, I thought it was just going to be a phase. You were going to go have your fun and then you were going to circle back and we were going to be fine. Yeah. So get it out of your system. I think it's right. Rare. Do you, it's rare that it's just a phase in my opinion. Well, it can't oh, yeah. be, it can't be like, I thought it was a phase or I thought it was something like extra bonus point. Right. And like, the fact that I continue to find my way back to having little mini hookups with girls in drunken occasions of going out and dancing or being with a friend, you know, like whatever it was that like kept coming up for a reason. That wasn't just the alcohol being like, Oh, you know, go out and have some fun dance with the girls. No, that was, that was coming up for a reason because I know there are probably some women out there that don't do that. Right. Right. They don't, they don't. And if, if they want to get like flirty, it's usually with a man, but for, for whatever reason, my flirty and my chance to like make out with somebody where I felt the safest was with liquid courage. And I, I constantly had gold star lesbians ask me, have you ever been with the woman not being drunk? And it's like, I think that's a thing that like gold stars will ask because they know a lot of bisexuals or bi-curious girls who will just test the waters when they're drunk and maybe want nothing to do with it after that, right? It never happened. That wasn't the way I saw it or whatever. It was just a one-time thing. But like, take the alcohol away and see what happens because it's even more powerful than <laughs> with the alcohol. So take the alcohol away and just experience it. Um, 
because it's it's a drug in itself oof I mean yeah (laughs) the people listening who are like on the fence are probably like fuck (laughs) it's powerful I mean it it is not careful it's not a joke when they say like um you know the (laughs) the hookup last um you know like four hours is like an average I would say like you know what I mean and like I'm sure like things you know if you have something going on and there's shorter periods but what I've discovered is that um foreplay is not just what we were taught when we were with men (laughs) like foreplay can like start early in the morning and go all through the day all the way through the night like there's no there's no end game and I think when you've been with um you know, a man majority of your life, and that's all you've really experienced, you think it stops when the man finishes. Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it goes. And like, whether, you know, you had like got blessed with a really nice guy that made sure you finished too, or even after the fact would get you there. Um, that's, that's a really small percent of people. And so like, I think you have a lot of women out there that are just kind of settling in, in that spotlight to say like, well, you know, that's just, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Like I literally said at one point in my um relationships that I was good if like dude didn't go down on me. I wasn't into it. I literally said I wasn't into it and I was good without it. Always thought like I was good without it like (laughs) no that is just I never got to a place of feeling comfortable to allow myself to enjoy it and I think that's one other thing that you have to learn when you switch gears from constantly being with a man and maybe you've constantly fantasized about women while being with the man um and so for me it would be a lot of closing my eyes and focusing on something else to get me there or whatever it was. Um, and then finally being with a woman and allowing myself to be okay to enjoy it because that didn't come right away for me. There was a big mental block um, where I had to allow myself to open my eyes, allow myself to say this feels good and I'm allowed to feel good with this because my whole entire life I tried to push it away push it away so like just because all of a sudden you're with a woman for your first time doesn't mean it's going to be like this magical thing I think it takes time to like build the trust Mm -hmm. like for me that the trust and the emotion and like that connection to feel like you don't have to have any blockers on you know like you're not shutting things out and you're like fully in it um and that didn't come right away for me that took that I had to work I had to work through my own um my own mental blocks because yeah I'm not I'm not one that can just easily just go there it takes some it takes me some some time (laughs) well I find this to be a great transition into the after dark (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end the regular podcast now. So I want to thank you guys for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story. Remember, I didn't get to talk to you as much, but hopefully we'll talk more in in the after dark. And so um, we're going to move over there. That's the Patreon where you can talk a little bit more about this part. Sound good? Sounds good. Amazing. 
All right, that was Kirby and Ember. If you want to come over to the dark side, to the uh, Lilies After Dark over on Patreon, you can do that by following the link in the show notes. Um, and we went over there, had a little more of a discussion. And uh, yeah, we'll see you there. And if not, until next time.